Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the Late Breaking Formula One podcast. We're, we're previewing the Russian Grand Prix today. Samuel Sage, I'm Ben Hocking. Just the two of us. Unfortunately, Harry Ede has got better things to do with his life. <laughs> we, we can uh, we can make it if we try then we can make it if we try of course i'm sure we will fill the time got plenty to talk about uh later on we're going to be talking about toto wolf making comments that leclerc and vettel at ferrari could be the next hamilton and rosberg where the reverse grid qualifying is a good idea to set the set the grid for the race but first of all we will get into the russian grand prix it's a double header uh, and we will get into the preview for that. So Ferrari, three race wins in a row. Unprecedented stuff, something that hasn't been done in 11 years from their perspective. Sam, do you think that Ferrari are now in a position where going into a race weekend, they are the team to beat? Well, first, I just want to commend uh, Ferrari and their efforts over the summer break. It's like when you went away from school in year 11, and you had your summer break and you turned up at college and that one guy had grown like six inches and he had like a beard. And you're like, whoa, what happened to Jimmy? He used to be a dweeb. Now he's massive. That's like Ferrari. They went into the summer break. Oh, we're Ferrari. And they come out like, all right, we're Ferrari. And they are immaculately quick now. Genuinely, I think it's going to be a bit harder for them in Russia. Russia suits the Mercedes especially, but Red Bull, it's definitely a strength of them as well. That mid-cornering speed is something that Mercedes have just perfected. Plus, Mercedes have an art of coming out of mid-corner speeds onto straights and maintaining speed. They are really good at deploying speed halfway through, whereas Ferrari are fantastic at deploying speed from literally 0 to 100. They are fantastic at acceleration. I do think it's going to be a little more tough for them uh, this, this time out, but... I do think Ferrari are actually the team to be. I really do think they're going to be strong round here. They seem to have nailed the aerodynamics and the chassis, which is fantastic to see. I think the championship is unfortunately still over. I don't think there's enough races left in it. But I do think it could get close if they manage to somehow bring home a couple more one-twos. And who knows? I don't care if Leclerc or Vettel win. I want a combined Ferrari effort maybe to stop 
Mercedes overall. It could happen. I think they've got a good chance here. Yeah, and I think from Mercedes' perspective, even though they have picked up a couple of wins recently, they haven't won a race dominantly for a long time now, and it's something that they are is completely alien to them, considering their performance in the hybrid era. Even in 2017 and 2018, when Ferrari were competitive, Mercedes was still taking race wins consistently. Ferrari never went on a massive stretch where Mercedes couldn't touch them. You know, even though Vettel was well in the championship hunt, it was still very much a case of Hamilton win, Vettel win, Hamilton win, Vettel win. There was never really an instance where Ferrari were the dominant team. But we are heading, uh, we are heading at least in that direction. I don't think we're there, but Ferrari have uh, really turned up recently. And Singapore was a massive statement for them because we were all expecting them to be good at Belgium and Monza. You know, whether they were going to win or not was another matter, but we knew they were going to be strong and competitive and at least up there with Mercedes. And of course, they did end up winning both races. But like I say, that was expected. They walk into Singapore. We said it on our podcast. Many people said it as well. Experts within F1 that Ferrari, because of the weaknesses of their chassis, would not be able to compete in Singapore. And what did they do? Even through practice, that looked like being the case. What do they do? Saturday, they turn up in qualifying. Sunday, of course, the nature of the circuit, they're able to hold position and finish 1-2. But one thing that I think has gone completely under the radar here in terms of Ferrari and why they have returned to strength is because of strategy. They have nailed their strategy recently, which is something that they haven't done for a long time. Mercedes and Red Bull have consistently outwitted them. But the last three races, you could make a case that they have gained points at all three because of how they've done the strategy. If you go through them one by one, if you look at Spa to start with, you might look at Vettel and say they pitted him so early they lost him a podium, which is probably true. But at the same time, they gained Leclerc a win because if Vettel is not out there for that one lap ahead of Hamilton, he probably catches him. So instead of a first and fourth, you're probably looking at a second and third, in which case they're gaining a few points there. You look at Monza, Leclerc, they decided to put him on the hard tyres rather than the medium tyres like they did for Hamilton. Ended up being the right call. Singapore, they turned a 1-3 into a 1-2. So you can see all three races, they have directly gained points because they have been on it strategically. Yes, of course, the car has been better than it was earlier on in the year. But a lot of this, I think at least, is down to them having their head screwed on and working out how to maximise their performance over a weekend. Yeah, completely agree with you. And I think they flustered Hamilton and Mercedes. I really do think that Mercedes, Mercedes every weekend are coming away going, they were better than us. We need to be better. We need to be better. We're not hungry enough. And this is Hamilton's strong point of the season. After the summer break, the first five or six races after that summer break, Hamilton manages to ramp it up every single season. It just suits his driving style, these tracks. Fast corners, heavy braking, long sweeping bends. Hamilton is so good when tracks are like that. Ferrari have broken the ducks back, so to speak. You know, they've turned up and right at Mercedes' strongest point, they put their foot down and gone, no more, Mercedes. We're, we're going to take the lead here. And if they can bring that forward, and there's a lot of tracks that are similar to Belgium. There's a lot of tracks that are similar to Russia. You know, if they can capitalise on tracks that have got good mid-speed corners, they've got straights that you can actually overtake on, and not too many slow, twisty, turvy corners, like they may be able to do now, we could still see a fight on our hands. But I generally think that the way they need to do now 
maintain this pace, and then go into 2020 screaming. They need to be able to to capitalise on this momentum, and they need to stop when Mercedes is the absolute strongest. It's flipped this season. Mercedes was stronger in the second half, Ferrari were maybe a little bit stronger in the first half last season. It's completely flipped. But has it happened early enough for there to be a change in the championship? I don't think so. But I do generally think that Ferrari could challenge next season if they maintain the strategy calls they're doing and the development in the chassis. Because the engine unit is perfect. You don't need to change the power unit. It is fantastic. More reliable than the Mercedes in terms of beating drivers and more power. So they're doing everything they need. So they're on the right track to actually bring something home. Yeah, and I think they do have a good chance at Russia this weekend, even with Mercedes' historic dominance there, because they have managed to solve this issue where they are so much slower in, say, one sector or even two sectors like they were earlier in the year. Even when they weren't winning races early in the year, they were at least strong on one circuit, you know, the circuit which didn't really have any corners on it. Um, and that's why they we expected them to win at Spa and Monza. They were so dominant in, in Spa in the first and the final sectors, in Monza pretty much everywhere. Uh, and when it came to Singapore, it was only natural to think that, OK, they're going to they're gonna drop back a bit now because they haven't got that straight line advantage. There, are, there just aren't enough places around the circuit to, to really make that count. Uh, but they managed to work it out that even though they were much stronger in the first sector, they didn't lose a lot of time or in some cases even gain time in the middle and final sectors. These sectors like the middle sector in Belgium, we thought they were going to be a destroyer for a circuit like Singapore. But if they have worked that out, that opens up so many opportunities. If they can nail the final sector in Russia, which is a bit more difficult uh, going through some low speed corners, they have a really good chance of winning. Same with Mexico in the middle sector, same with the US in the first sector, same with Brazil in the middle sector. If they can manage to even be as good as Mercedes in these tough, tough parts of circuits, their, their power unit will allow them to win races. So it's going to be fascinating to see how many they can take. Just focusing on this weekend, like I say, Mercedes, they 5-0 five, five and oh at Russia. I think there's a serious chance they take that away. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that if we just focus on this coming race weekend, I think Ferrari just have that momentum. Leclerc is on absolute raw pace, rapid speed. Saturday, he is breathtakingly fast. Breathtakingly fast. And I think he's going to come back to rush with a bit of hunger after what happened in Singapore. Vettel found his feet again, takes the wing, did relatively well in qualifying, kept up with his teammate, and once again used that wise old head of his to deliver a quality result. And I really think that the pair of them are working fantastically well. Yeah, there's a little bit of kind of, oh, you know, griping between them on who gets what, but it doesn't feel like it's a personal thing. It feels more like it's a team thing that they're working through together. You know, those first... Oh, what, what, growing pains. Ferrari are going through, through growing pains by bringing on a young member and they've still got Vettel who's leading the way. It's tough for them to deal with, but I think they're doing it well. I think they're doing it very well. And I think the way they work together at the moment, Ferrari got such a strong chance of possibly even taking a 1-2 this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see that. Um, Red Bull, of course, all of their cars this weekend are going to be taking penalties. Kvyat at his home Grand Prix is going to be at the back of the grid, but Verstappen, Albon and Gasly will all be taking five-place grid penalties. So Verstappen, theoretically, going to start somewhere between 6th and 10th, you would, you would imagine. Do you think that Verstappen can play any part in this Grand Prix? Of course, we did see him make a very good recovery when he started towards the back, uh, did he start at the back, actually, um, last year? He managed to make his way through the field. Will he do something similar? If, if the staffer has one trait, this is better than all others. It, it's, his, it's his ability to pass 
midfield runners and back markers. I think he's just ruthless when he does it. He knows he's got the faster car. He's fantastic in braking zones. And he just has no fear when it comes to being wheel-to-wheel. So I think if actually they're strategic and they put him outside the top 10 somehow and he gets those fresh tyres, I do think that that Red Bull has the pace around here to get himself possibly on the back of a Mercedes or a Ferrari that might be struggling maybe with a power unit issue or just some tyre wear due to the tyres being older. I think that the Bulls can get back up there again. Do I think they can have a chance of maybe winning this race with that five-player grid penalty? I don't think so. Not that Ferrari are that much stronger than they once were. I think if, if it was the Ferrari we saw in Hungary, there is every chance that the Bulls could jump them. Not anymore. And Mercedes are just as consistent as ever. They're such a strong force in every department that unless they have a real cock-up, unless someone crashes into someone and loses a bit of front wing, it's not happening. I think the best that the Bulls are going to hope for is maybe at a push, a fourth or fifth, but more likely a fifth and sixth. Yeah, and also on Mercedes, Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton, of course, had that issue in Singapore where Bottas was asked to slow up to allow Hamilton to get ahead of him when he came into the pits. Um, Bottas didn't seem too happy about it initially, calmed a bit after the race. Now we're heading to a Grand Prix where Bottas has historically been pretty good. Do you think he is going to take the race to, to Hamilton and the Ferraris? Do you think Bottas will be a factor? Bottas is always a factor. When Bottas is on form, when we do get this Bottas 2.0, you know, Bottas the porridge destroyer, then there is every chance that uh, Bottas could be the quickest man on a racetrack. His issue is his consistency. And much like porridge, it can go soggy pretty quickly. And I think that's what can happen with Bottas. I do think he's got this form around here. The pressure is on him to perform because people know how strong he is around here. And I think Mercedes might try and deploy the same strategy. You know, if Hamilton and Bottas are close together, I think they say to Bottas, Back off, you're number two. Hamilton's still got the points to take the championship. The difference is, I don't think Bottas listens. I don't think he does it twice in a row. And I reckon if he's got the chance to pass Hamilton, he will take it. And you never know, this could spark some awful rivalry between them. But I wouldn't say no to seeing that, to be honest. I wouldn't mind a bit of angry banter at the Mercedes garage. But I do think he's definitely going to be a rapid factor. This track suits him. He goes well round here. I really do hope that he brings it back. You know, the form that we saw all the way back in Australia at the start of this race. It's a very similar track in terms of the cornering speeds. I want to see it again this weekend. We've seen Bottas and Hamilton work so harmoniously over the years, uh, but you're saying that would be for the first time that if he was asked to do something similar to Singapore, he's going to say no. Do you think Singapore was a turning point in that respect? The difference in call was appalling. Bottas, we remember in Germany, Bottas was asked to move out the way for Hamilton. It was an honest call. It was fair. It was honest. It was to the point. Bottas was fully aware of the situation at the time. They essentially lied to Bottas in the car this time round. And you saw how angry he was when he got out the car. He was furious at the call. Yes, he calmed down. Yes, he was putting sensible head on and went, this is the best team in Formula One. And I'm still the driver for it. I want this drive for more than a year, which is fair enough. He's got that to lose. But... I think he's got to prove himself. Otherwise, he does get kicked out of that seat the moment Russell is ready. And if he starts beating Hamilton by going, I'm not listening to your team rules anymore. They're not helping me out. And putting his foot down. I think he does that. Why would you not do that? He's a racing driver. That's at the end of the day, he wants to win races. If he's always got to bow down to Lord Hamilton, it's never going to happen. So, yeah, I think this is the time where he goes, no, Hamilton's fine in the championship. He's got a 65-point lead. My turn to take a win. Thank you. Yeah, and from Bottas's perspective, he has been a long time since he took a race win, Azerbaijan, the last time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can get back on the top step at Sochi. Going into some bold predictions, as we always do. Sam, what's yours for this weekend? 
This weekend is tough. It's really tough to come up with something we haven't almost said before, or that actually could be a little bit interesting. But I am going to say that there is going to be a collision between a Ferrari and a Mercedes. I'm not saying what drivers there will be, but I do think that either the Ferrari or the Mercedes will come together at one point or another, and one of them will end up DNFing from the race. It's fairly bold. It's fairly bold for for those two teams that are battling out front. We don't actually see it all that often where they do have a proper shunt. Obviously, there's a lot of argy bargy, but not not too many big collisions. Uh, mine completely different. Um, I'm going to say that the top ten are all going to be comprised of five teams. So Ooh, five that? teams, both drivers from all five teams, who I think will be Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Renault and McLaren, I think all points will come from those five teams. Hold on, hold on. The Ferrari power unit is exquisitely good. Alpha aren't that far off. You think that the likes of Renault getting over Alpha? Yes, I do, yeah. Um, I mean, Renault, you saw them at Monza. They were really quick, so... And they turned up to Singapore, and whilst it didn't quite go their way, um, I know, obviously, Ricardo had that issue, they were, they were quick. They, yeah. they should have both been in the top 10 on pace. So you've got two circuits, very different. They were competitive at both. And McLaren, they're, they're right up there as well. They, they seem to have taken one step away from the rest of the midfield pack. Haas have got issues. Alpha are up and down. Toro Rosso have got grid penalties. I think this is the weekend where all points come from five teams. Now, of course, a lot has to go right for that to be true. But yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Well, if that happens, I'm not going to make any silly bet. And we'll just congratulate Ben on being a very clever man. <laughs> yes, I don't think you're going to be getting involved in too many more silly bets in the near future. Um, poll one, two, three. What have you got? Pole is going to be the young man from Monaco. Charles Leclerc will place it back on pole. He's almost the Hamilton of old now. He's just got such lightning pace on a Saturday. That raw pace is just magnetically good. Uh, it really pulls you into liking the kid. The win, though, Sebastian Vettel. I think second place, Lewis Hamilton. And then I think third place is going to be Valtteri Bottas. I think he'll recover possibly from being part of that collision that I mentioned earlier. Mm interesting interesting does that mean Charles Leclerc is going to be the one to DNF then it, it could happen it could happen <laughs> we'll have to see that I'm interested in your race if that unfolds um poll one two three for me I am going to only agree on one of them actually which is who's going to get pole uh, I think Charles Leclerc will get pole but I think he will return to the top step and take the win uh in Sochi uh, but I don't think there'll be another Ferrari on the podium. I think it'll be Bottas in P2 and then Lewis Hamilton in P3. So we both think that one Ferrari is not going to be on the podium, which mm. is a, a big call after their recent form. And realistically, Ham's form, his, his lead at the top, so is relatively concise. And Leclerc could possibly really cement uh, that that third place in the, in the table. Maybe take the fight to Bottas by the end. Who knows? Yeah, that might be one to one to look out for, to be honest. We did a video on that a few weeks ago as to who's going to finish second. Um, and the debate at that time was a bit more Verstappen or Bottas, but Ferrari are definitely getting involved in that one. So Leclerc and Vettel. Toto Wolff made a comment about them. This is a real interesting one. Toto Wolff commented about Leclerc and Vettel and said that they were showing signs that they might head towards a Hamilton-Rosberg relationship, which, of course, he has first-hand experience of. 
Um, what do you read into these comments, Sam? And do you think there's any chance that a situation like that unfolds? I love the comment because it's just it's just Wolf poking. It's just having fun at going jab, jab. You're doing well now, so I've got to jab. It's almost like a child hasn't hasn't been giving the first sweet for the first time in over a year, and his siblings suddenly getting the sweets off of him, and he's like, "No, Mum is is rubbish." I generally think that this is a bit of a faulty comment from Wolf. I think that's a poor call from Toto. Hamilton and Rosberg are two incredibly fiery personalities. If you've seen Rosberg's thumbnails on YouTube and you've seen the way Lewis Hamilton drives a Formula One car, then you know that they are both mad, fiery people. Um, so I think that's why it's kicked off. Also, those two are friends from a very young age. I think they were cast together around eight or nine years old. So they've known each other for a long, long time. And that is, Formula One ruined that friendship. They hate each other now. The difference between Leclerc and Vettel... Leclerc is so level-headed for someone so young. Yes, he's got a bit of a temper, but he's so controlled when it comes to that. And I don't think he sees Vettel as a direct nemesis, so to speak. I think he sees Vettel as um, a bit of a mentor. At the same time, someone to beat, but a mentor. And also, I don't think Ferrari are in that position where, that Mercedes were, which is, if I win the team battle, I win the title. Currently, it's just, we're both going to finish third if we win. Uh, on the other hand, We've seen Vettel in a bit of a Hamilton-Rosberg situation. If you cast your minds all the way back to Vettel and Weber, we had the multi-21 situation. Vettel has got a temper. Vettel is also incredibly assertive. If Vettel knows he's right, if Vettel knows he's the better driver, Vettel puts his foot down. And he, he's good enough to deserve to put his foot down. I think it's still a bit of a different relationship to that. I think Vettel can hold his own. I don't think he's going to kick off like a bit of a child like Hamilton and Rosberg used to do. I just don't see it going that way. It would be great banter to see it go that way. But I just don't think Ferrari are in the right position championship-wise for it to ever cause such a a fiery spark. Maybe a couple of years if they're both still there. But right now, I don't think think it's going to happen. Mr. Wolf, this is not even subtle. Come on. I mean, it, it really doesn't take an inspector to, to go and understand what Toto's doing here. He doesn't care if they become the next Hamilton and Rosberg. He, he probably doesn't even think there's any chance of that. There's only one reason he made that comment, and, and that is to, to poke, as you said, Sam, just to, you know, Ferrari have taken a few too many wins. They're starting to maybe jeopardise championship positions. So Toto's responsibility is to go out there, defend his guys, uh, and then just to try and poke holes in the Ferrari side. And uh, he will do so with the relationship that the Ferrari guys have. There is nothing, nothing the same between Leclerc and Vettel and Rosberg and Hamilton. Like you say, Sam, Rosberg and Hamilton knew each other for a long, long time before they got into Formula One. They were they went up in the same class at the same age. And when they were fighting for the championship, they were doing just that unopposed it was Hamilton against Rosberg nothing else mattered and they could take chances with one another they could race wheel to wheel they could be as aggressive as they like with one another because they know it doesn't matter if they have something like a Spain and it doesn't matter if they have something like a Belgium where they where they crashed into each other because they'll just make up the points in the next race they had such a dominant car Ferrari are not in that position Ferrari are not leading the championship they're not even they're not dominantly leading the championship they're not leading the championship at all they are currently chasing both of the mercedes guys so there isn't room for them to be confrontational um and besides leclerc young guy just come into ferrari last year vettel a decade older than him 
a four-time world champion against a zero-time world champion. They're at completely different stages of their career. There is no way that they can become the next Hamilton and Rosberg. But of course, Toto knows now that he's said that, and it's a clever game he's playing. Because if Rosberg, sorry, if Leclerc and Vettel have some sort of incident at the next race, or if they have some sort of argument over the team radio, everyone will go back to those comments and say, wow, yeah, Toto was on to something, even though he isn't. He knows what he's doing with this comment. He's a clever guy, an, an exceptionally clever guy. It's not a subject he cares anything about. All he cares about is the impact of what he's saying, which is potentially negative towards Ferrari's push. Yeah, completely agree with you. It's just a ploy to unsettle, to ruffle some feathers, to cause a little bit of difficulty in what is an incredibly motivated Tafosi garage right now. Yeah, he needs to find a way to stop the momentum. Of course, Mercedes aren't usually down for very long at all. Um, switching gears to something that Ferrari and Mercedes are very unanimous on, in, definitely in terms of Hamilton and Vettel. They made comments about this idea to have a reverse grid race, which will set the set the grid for uh, the real race on a Sunday, uh, essentially to replace qualifying in 2020 at a few select races the idea is still in the works but there is some confidence that it will get done sam what do you think of this idea i hate it um well while well, well, the cars are the way they are we don't know about 2021 you never know this could be fantastic but while the cars are the way they are if it were to be brought in next season it's a terrible idea the cars still struggle to make any overtaking it's not like f2 or f3 where you can make a move at every single corner if you're good enough if you have the ability and you know the racing lines you can make an overtake you can't do that in formula one there's every chance if they pick the wrong track or something happens that Hamilton, Vettel, Leclerc, Bottas, let's just say that's the back four. They move up two, three places. Boring, pointless. What's the point in it? The point of that race is to see reverse grids, is to see the faster cars desperately try and get through back to the front again. It won't happen in Formula One. The cars aren't made to do that at the moment. So I, I hate the idea. I also hate the idea of losing qualifying. I love qualifying on a Saturday. It's so thrilling. It's so exciting. Even with the teams the way they are, even if you never change the running order, I love going, is it going to be Hamilton? Is it Bottas? Is it Leclerc? Is it Vettel? Is it Verstappen? I don't know who it's going to be. And what I count down the seconds as they get to the line. I'm there like, one minute 32, one minute 33, one minute 30. And I, 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 I'm on the edge of my seat every single time. Why would you get rid of that? People love qualifying. And if the cars are going to get closer, qualifying's just going to get better. So if they're going to add it in as another part of the weekend, okay, cool. Make the main race a little shorter, have a little extra race as a sprint race. I can get behind that. But get rid of qualifying and replace it entirely. No, thank you. That's not for me. Well, this is a uh, yeah, this is very interesting because you think it's a terrible idea. I actually think it's worse than that. <laughs> which seems unbelievable. You are right. It is an appalling idea. And I can't for the life of me work out who wants this to happen because everything I have seen is negative towards this. The drivers hate the idea. Every driver that has been asked. Hamilton was a bit more diplomatic about it. Vettel just came out absolutely no no concern for what words he was using whatsoever. And he came out and sh slammed it as well. Every single fan that I've seen make a, make a comment on it doesn't like it. I can't find people who want this to happen. So why are Liberty Media pushing it? I don't get it. They are trying to find... They have an issue. They have a problem. And that is that 
the top three teams are so much better than everyone else. That is an issue in F1. I think pretty much everyone would be unanimous on that. The question is, how do you approach that issue? Because they are approaching it in completely the wrong way. The way in which you approach a problem, say you have a tap that is broken. You don't go, oh, okay, my tap's broken. Better buy bottled water for the rest of my life. You get the tap fixed. Like, you don't find a way around the issue long term. You find a solution to it. You make sure that the cars do have more of a chance to fight the top guys. That's the issue at play. They're just attacking the problem in a completely wrong way. Um, I think it's an I think it's a dreadful idea. And I've even got onto the fact, like, like you said, Sam, qualifying is thrilling. They they seem intent on messing with qualifying. They did it with elimination qualifying. You have to go a bit further back, but aggregate qualifying. Just just keep it what it is right now. Everyone loves it. If you want to change it up slightly and maybe change the number of guys that go into the final qualifying session or make it four parts or make it two parts, I don't care. But the staged, the layering of qualifying and that thrilling rush to the line in Q3 is one of the best parts of the weekend. And in some dull races, it is the best part of the weekend. So I hate this idea. Don't know if that came through in what I was saying at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Put it in labin. I mean, I'm a little bit unsure if you hate it, but I'm going to assume you're slightly on the negative side. I mean, I'd even rather something along the lines of, you know, we have four parts of qualifying, as you said, where the top five or six are all then left to do a raffle and you pick a number out of a hat and you get to do one lap and you're on the track all on your own and you go and then you've got to be knocked off pole or something like that but don't mess with qualifying it's wonderful it's a brilliant thing that's been created please change the race or the aerodynamics or the driving or the cost caps do not change qualifying leave it be thank you from late breaking <laughs> very unanimous on that of course we don't know what harry thinks but knowing harry as we do i i think he'll be in agreement with us yeah yeah i mean he'd come some very long way around of explaining his disagreement and then go mm, uh I, I don't know no yeah i hate it but i do think he would hate it oh he will love that bit he will <laughs> love that bit um sam do you want to get us out of here well, thank you so much for uh, for listening, for watching, whatever available options you've chosen to view this LB podcast slash video. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've talked some nonsense, we've talked some debates, we'd love to know your thoughts on it as well. So where there are comment sections, please get down and give us your thoughts on all the topics discussed, as we'd love to hear them. If you haven't enjoyed the video, then please leave a like, it will help us out massively. And of course, if you'd like to be around for a much longer period of time, hit the subscribe button. It's lovely to have you on the ride with us. But until you join us in the next video, I've been Samuel Sage. And I've been Ben Hocking. And remember, keep breaking late. Sports Social Podcast Network.